You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 64 called Mindset Mondays with Anthony Turcala. In this episode, we'll be talking with Mr. Anthony Turcala about the power of a positive mindset and the role of EdTech in supporting it. This episode is packed with inspiration and ideas. Check it out. All right, so we're very excited about today's episode. Uh, but before we get started, if you like the content that you're hearing, please do us a couple of favors. Subscribe to Got Tech the Podcast on any major podcast platform. Follow us on Facebook and also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. We're constantly coming out with new content, new videos, how-tos, templates. We're giving stuff away, so go there. You could write us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. You could also tell your friends about www.gottech.com. Go over there. That is our platform, which we put everything that we do. You can follow Got Tech outside the podcast at gottech.com or on Twitter at wegottech. So our guest today is a K through eight principal, Army veteran, creator of Mindset Mondays, doctoral student at the University of Miami, and most of all, a very passionate educational leader. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Anthony Turcala. <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to tell you something. You know, I'm I'm very active on the in the Twitter. Twitter sphere, Twitter verse, whatever you want to call it. And uh, at the beginning of COVID, you are someone that stood out to me uh, in March. We were coming across paths on certain chats that we both, I guess, uh, participate in. And uh, I'm a collector of quotes. I know Nick is a collector of quotes. You were throwing out a lot of good uh, quotes and also good stuff in your chat. So I wanted to make sure that I followed up with you a little bit. And when I got on your personal Twitter, I noticed a couple of awesome things that you're doing. And uh, this is what we want to highlight. This is what we want to showcase today. But so glad to have you here. Basically, just to start us off, tell us who is Anthony Turcala and what has been your educational journey? Well, I, I appreciate it. And, and like you said, when COVID first kicked off, I think you know everybody who wanted to connect and see where everyone's mindset was really got on Twitter. And um, I use my Twitter specifically for education, and it was amazing to see the uh, participation in chats just explode. You know, I had been kind of absent for a little while, but, you know, I had the the need to get out and see what everybody around the country and around the world was doing. So I appreciate you uh, connecting with me, and it's been great. Um, You know, for me, you know, my journey into education is a little bit through the back door. You know, I I started K through eight. I was a a great student, Uh, got into high school, and it was all about having fun. You know, parents didn't have grade book portals at that time. If I could get home and erase the answering machine in time, they didn't know if I was absent. Um, so unfortunately, I took advantage of that and uh, I didn't you know, apply myself 100 percent in high school. Through that, you know, I ended up going into the military and decided, you know what, I can make a difference and I can work with, with children. And, you know, I took my route through first going into counseling 
changed my mind on, on counseling after hearing from a few people that, you know, those who teach children are the ones that get to really reach children. And um, I, I really took that to heart. So I, I got my history degree and went into teaching. It was amazing, but something just kept calling me to make a bigger difference and make a bigger difference. So I've been at the same school now for nine years. I started as a seventh grade uh, civics teacher. Uh, then I was a dean and assistant principal. And this is uh, me starting my second year as principal um, at ACES. So it's been an awesome journey and it's just been great to be able to, to reach young, young kids and, and make a difference for educators, which they have the best career in the world. So anything we could do to support educators is, is awesome. Well, first of all, we want to say thank you for your service. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, your story is, is pretty amazing as far as how much you grew from the middle school level through your high school experience and then through the military and how you brought it back into your teaching practice. And I, I wrote, I just wrote down the quote, uh, teaching children allows you to reach children in that and really expand that that greater reach there. Yeah. So uh, thanks a lot. We appreciate your service. And that was an awesome, awesome story there. I'll, uh, I'll kind of second that. I'm always really interested, not just teaching, but any uh, career minded person, how their time in the military kind of affects that because you, I have a lot of family who's in the military and, and they always talk about how what they do now is so different compared to probably how they would have done that job had they not been involved in the military in some way. So, you know, in the education realm, did that, how did that shape, if at all, in the way you kind of see your role in the, uh, in the way you run your school? What does that, what did that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I always say, you know, going into the military was definitely the best decision I ever made. It shaped everything about my life, you know, from that day moving forward. Um, so, you know, my military experience shapes everything I do. I, I really believe that, but in terms of my work, I know for a fact um, it shapes a lot. Uh, I, I always say military experience is like a cheat code at life. Uh, you come out and you're around what we term civilians and it's you look around and you just realize, you know, my mentality alone, my mindset alone helps me have an advantage over anyone else who looks at a problem and thinks about the problem before the solution or who is working on something and isn't realizing what is their mission for the bigger picture. Um, so for my school, you know, I, I always go into everything with a mission oriented mindset. What is the ultimate goal, right? With kids first, always being, you know, up there. And then what are the objectives that help us get to that goal? And how do we measure those objectives? What are each individual, you know, part or person's um, objectives and how do we help them meet their objectives? So all of that is just ingrained in you in the military. And it's crazy. I was only in the army for five years, uh, but I, and I've been out now for, I got out in 2007. So I now have been out for 13 years and still I feel the day-to-day -day impact of that time. Um, and I'm positive it will continue, you know, on forever. You know, I, I really think it shaped everything about who I am and how I, you know, work as a leader. So if you had to say that your top three skills that you're carrying over from the military into your classroom, what do you carry into your principalship now? Uh, what do you think those three skills are? So one, I would say having a mission-oriented mindset, always focusing on the mission and ignoring everything else that doesn't get us towards our mission. Number two, you know, when I was in the army, I was an air traffic controller. So I had the additional benefit of learning a, a career and a skill set that required you to uh, do what we call controlled chaos. And, you know, I became comfortable in chaos. Right now we're living in the middle of COVID-19 without that experience, right? There's no way I could, you know, operate on a day-to-day -day basis with news headlines coming from one direction and parent 
questions coming from another and staff, you know, feeling left out in the in the equation and trying to balance all of these different these different interests and these different needs. I can be calm about it because I've learned you have to like calm down and then address the issue. You can't address the issue from a place of worry. Um, so controlled chaos and mission oriented mindset for sure. And then just not seeing problems as problems, seeing them as something to be solved. Um, yeah, I had some great leaders who, you know, no matter what we were asked to do as a team, they were immediately thinking, how do we do it? Could be the most ridiculous thing in the world. We need you to get 10 men and push that wall 10 feet. And their first instinct was literally, all right, guys, let's get to the wall. It was not, you can't push a wall, you know, and you bring that to everything you have, um, you're going to achieve so much more. Yeah, I think that that's a great lesson. Probably also helps with stress. Uh, if you would, if you tackle problems or, or concerns or issues that way, your stress level would probably be a lot you know, more subsided. I think that was one of the things I want to sort of call out there. There's like five things you said we could probably have a full 10 minute discussion on. But I think for me, the biggest one is how you said that controlled chaos, right? And getting that experience and, and being ready for that before you step into the classroom. I know I've had moments kind of standing up in the front of the room, just sort of looking out at the kids all working on different stuff and thinking like, oh my God, how is this going to come together to be anything? And I would imagine as a principal, you get that same feeling, but now it's, you know, it's not just a classroom, it's 50 different classrooms. And you're just kind of standing there at, at the front of the school watching it all happen. Um, and that's that's hard to get comfortable with. So I'm glad you brought it up as something that's kind of important to think about as a teacher. And I want to transition too, because we are an EdTech podcast and I, it's some of the stuff you do in the EdTech world is is pretty exciting. And, and Geis mentioned it at the top of the show. You're active on social media in particular with a thing called uh, Mindset Mondays. Could you just walk us through sort of how that came about, what it is, where it started? Yeah. You know, I, I believe in the power of um, educational technology to kind of expand reach and expand um, connections. And what, when we were starting this year, knowing I was taking over as principal, I was wondering what will be the theme, right? I have a theme for the school every single year. Um, and we went with Mindset Matters. And we focused on mindset for the entire year, but I thought it was important to have some kind of connection. And guys, it's interesting you mentioned your affinity to quotes, uh, because initially my idea was, all right, every Monday I'm going to send a quote to the staff and then that's it. Right. That quote will help shape their mindset. And then slowly that idea as July rolled and August rolled shifted to I'm going to send the staff a newsletter every Monday. And I'll call it Mindset Monday. And, you know, the quote was there. And then I started adding some text ideas. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll also add a connection piece. And then, you know, you have to end on something positive. So let's add a brain break with some jokes or some videos. And it kind of just came together naturally like that so that we can embed the ideas of growth mindset, uh, benefit mindset, grit, um, reflection, all of those important things that shape our mindset, our mindset, we could embed that throughout the year. And as we approached COVID-19 and spring break, we were right at spring break when um, we went completely mobile. And at that point, I thought, you know what, you know, the education community as a whole could benefit from this. So I took the, the newsletter I would already send my staff anyway, and I would kind of tweak it towards an audience that's more general for ed leaders or educators. And I also at the same time did a third one where I was sending it to our parents so that they can, and theirs was completely different, focused on their, their students at home and their children and how do they manage school and reminding them that you have to approach it with the appropriate mindset um, because we're in crisis, right? We're not, school is not going to be school the way we know it in March. Hopefully it will be 
as we move forward. Um, so that's how it came about. It really came about with the idea of having that consistent reminder. And I, and I always add in there that I'm benefiting from those, from the process of writing it myself because it's a practice. Right? You have to constantly remind yourself to have that mindset. So getting that out there through Twitter and using some more to build it and building in different tools within it, like Padlet, um, it's really been awesome to, uh, to share with everybody. And it's been great to get feedback from those outside of our building. And um, I know within my building, it's, it's great when people email and, and say they really enjoyed it and they're looking forward to the next one. You know, it makes it easier you know, throughout the week to build it up because you know it's benefiting someone. What's the, uh, I'm interested in the parent side of that too. I, I, I've only seen the ones you put up on um, on your Twitter page. Yeah. Uh, what's the feedback been like from parents? Do you, do you hear much from them? Because I think that's, uh, even for teachers, maybe like the most common thing that we leave out is kind of informing our parents of what's happening in the classroom, especially the good stuff, right? Like, look at all yeah. these cool things my kids are doing right now. Have they been appreciative or asked for different things? Yeah, so um, I did it from March through June for the parents. I'm deciding if we'll pick it back up in the school year with you know so many moving pieces we'll decide how that works but they really enjoyed it we talked about you know i kind of shifted away from just you know reflection and mindset specific things to a lot more personal well-being and and that became the focus for for quite a while because we were at a point where that's what was needed right everyone needed to remember that you know as a teacher no matter how hard i'm working I have to take care of my kids and my family and myself, or I can't help anyone. And then this, for the parents, they loved, you know, the practical application of how do I set up a schedule for my student? How do I focus on healthy eating habits when we're trying to stock up on food possibly in our pantry? Um, how do we focus on sleep and setting a schedule when there's no schedule set for us anymore? Um, they really enjoyed it. You know, I had, you know, great participation. I would get emails and then also ideas. It even built connection, you know, there was a, a dietitian within our fa- our community of families who reached out and she I was able to pr- promote one of her webinars that she was going to hold. Um, another family, uh, she's a director within the Cadena Initiative, and she shared you know some webinars that were going to happen for families to do live cooking demonstrations or just family get together on best practices uh, in managing the situation. So. It was a great, great experience with them. Yeah, I think uh, you did a great job of making the community really a connected community by doing that. I I absolutely love the fact that you're branching out and you're not only just taking care of your teachers, you're not only just taking care of your students, but you're also taking care of your parents. And I think sometimes that uh, parental group gets left out of these types of opportunities when they might need it just as much as the students and the teachers. I think that's pretty awesome. Our our principal and vice principals, they do a weekly bulletin for us and they have a mindset piece that's in there. And I know that they use s'more. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch, you might've said it, but I didn't catch uh, what, what medium you use for your Mindset Monday. Yeah, I also use some more. Um, I, I love it. I think it's the perfect way to build, you know, communication. It's it's simple. It's um, cut and dry. It's one of those things where you could envision 30 or 40 extensions that they could build into it. But then you set back and you think, you know what? I'm glad they don't have that because 
then I would be going too far and it would take too long and I may not even do it. Because it's so simple, it, it means it's something that I'm going to do consistently and it's going to have a consistent format. Um, I think it's a great way to, to communicate. All right. So let's, that's really awesome. And I'm glad you brought up S'more because I think, you know, I, what I was going to say, guys, was pretty much the same thing you asked is I was like to imagine what if there is a teacher or, or a principal or any other uh, position out there listening to this and they're saying, yeah, you know what? I've been thinking about a newsletter. I want to do it. S'more does kind of seem one of the top options out there. And I'm just going through your most recent post. This is the one from a couple days ago, July 13th. And it's awesome. You've got sections in there about uh, teacher voices in reopening for the teacher perspective, choices for next year, quotes. It looks like you can embed YouTube videos as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yes. That's awesome. So this is just a great platform to use. And we would definitely highly recommend that along with you. I think maybe a good way to close this out is just like a general question about ways that ed tech can help build connections. I know that the newsletter is an obvious one and you can either speak to that or just anything that you've seen this sort of tech world help you, especially in this time where we're you know trying to keep education going in some form, but maybe without actually seeing our students and our parents. Yeah. Well, so first of all, I think, you know, Twitter, like I said, just the way, you know, we connect without Twitter, I would not be sitting here right near now speaking to you guys. Um, I, I think it's an awesome way if you use it in a very um, purposeful way to connect with others. Personally, I, I use my Twitter handle only for education. And it, it's when I go on, I'm only seeing excellent and awesome um, ideas and suggestions and conversations. And I love when I see some disagreement so that we can settle on some um, some common ground. Um, I think Twitter is an amazing one. Some more uh, Google Docs and Google Sheets, I think are very powerful in ways that you can connect with others and, and assign different tasks to, to others. I really think that's one of the biggest, you know, powerful uh, components of EdTech is that it expands reach. It expands your ability to, to do, you know, one small task times 100, right? If I want to... Uh, get our students connected. I can jump on a Padlet type of question and put it out there. And when I come back, I can see hundreds of comments if, if, if they're using it. And that didn't require, you know, hundreds of man hours on my part. Um, the same could be true for Flipgrid or, or any other, um, you know, communication platform within EdTech. So to me, EdTech, you know, building connections is really one of the most powerful elements of it. I mean, that's not even touching on the idea that you can connect with uh, your students with people in different countries. And, you know, as we look at moving online, you know, that's something that everyone should look at as one of the big positives out of all this. If every student in the world is online, then why can't they talk to each other? Why can't we facilitate those conversations? So I, I think it's a huge component. Yeah, one thing that I was thinking of is kind of how blessed we are right now to be going through COVID. I mean, it's not a blessing, but we are blessed that it's this time period. Because think if we were back, I know I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. What yeah. would life be right now? Well, first of all, the only way that we would get all the terribleness of COVID-19 is through a channel. And I only got three channels growing up. We had a big satellite <laughs> in my backyard that was like 12 foot circumference. But I mean, we would be totally out there. And right now we're seeing a lot of mental health issues arise because kids aren't able to go see their friends. Parents are super stressed out. You know, teachers are super stressed out because they have to balance their teaching with their families at the same time. So, you know, this whole power of connectivity through ed tech mediums is really kind of a saving grace 
in this type of situation, I, I feel like. Absolutely. And, and you know what it would be like if we were in the 80s. We would have parents driving by to pick up packets at every school and they would be dropping them back off. There would be no real deep learning. We're very fortunate that this technology is available. And of course, um, equity has to be part of that conversation. And I'm encouraged when I go on Twitter and I see so many conversations about um, technology equity and making sure we're getting devices in the hands of everyone and high-speed internet accessibility to everyone. Um, and I really hope this can be a catalyst to make sure that that's the norm as we move forward. All right, so I, I think uh, we, we've gone through the easy part of the episode. I think it's about time that we get into the Got Tech Hot Seat. And I think it's time that we put Anthony Turkala on that hot seat. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, this is really the, I was going to call it the triumphant return of the hot seat because we've been maybe for the past month and a half sort of knee deep in our, our G Suite series of episodes. We did five of them back to back. Uh, so the hot seat has taken hold, but it's coming back today. Let me just give a quick introduction for any new listeners that aren't familiar with it. These are uh, seven rapid fire questions. Geis is sort of like the, uh, I don't know, I guess we could call you the moderator, although I think we need a a more fitting name for you, but we'll just stick with that for now. So he's going to throw these questions out. Anthony has not seen these questions ahead of time. So we're going to get his sort of like whatever the first thing that pops into his mind with each of these, which is the best part about it. I will be uh, enjoying from the sidelines listening in and I'm going to sort of circle back and ask just some simple follow-up questions on two or three of, of Anthony's responses. So as always, guys, are you prepared with your seven questions for today? Even though I don't talk fast, I'll try to read it as fast as I can. <laughs> and and uh, Anthony, are you prepared to sit on the hot seat today? I'm ready. Bring it. Let's go. All right, guys. Whenever whenever you're good, we can get started. I, you know what? He might be the most confident person that I've ever seen on the hot seat. I'm more uh, nervous than he is right now. I'm gonna really uh, <laughs> really read these fast. I'm telling you. All right, Anthony, you are officially on the hot seat. Here we go. You're at a conference and you were asked to present on three ed tech tools. Which three would you choose? So I'm gonna go with. Padlet, Google Forms, and Nearpod. Okay, what is one Twitter chat that you look forward to? Recently, Ed Adventures at Ed Adventures and historically lead up chat. You cheated a little bit with two. I'm always, I'm always gonna let cheat. It, we'll let it <laughs> what is one way that you let your colleagues know that they're doing a great job? I tell them all the time. What is one favorite quote or motto? Oh, John Wooden, anything by him. Um, and my email signature is things turn out best for those who make the best of the way things turn out. Oh, that's deep. That's deep. Who is your favorite sports team? Miami Hurricanes, but I'm also going to cheat and go with Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Anything football. <laughs> He's just very excited that Tom Brady went down south. Yeah. All right. uh, what is the best piece of advice that you could give a new teacher? Relationships, relationships, relationships. Build those relationships. All right. Name three people that Nick and I should follow on Twitter. All right. So I got at Melzarini, Savvy Educator, and class tech tips. All right, you are officially done with the hot seat. I think you handled it pretty well. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, it's, there's 
Awesome responses. Seven good ones. I'm going to let the the last one kind of speak for itself. Those are those are some great follows. Um, I'm not familiar with two out of the three, so I'm going to go check those out myself as soon as we're done here. Uh, there were a couple of things I wanted to ask about, though. The first one, I think it was your sixth question, just your advice to new teachers. You said that's relationships. What do you what do you mean by that? No, I think, you know, that's the foundation of everything we do in life in general, but in education, for sure. I think any time you spend building relationships is going to come back tenfold. Any problem you may see in the future is going to be easier to deal with if you have established relationships. But more importantly, if, you're, if our goal is to reach students and make a difference in their life, they're going to, we're going to be successful at that if we have a relationship with them and they believe that we care about them. Um, and I think that's the important element, right? It's not just caring. We all care. It's making sure that they know we care. And if they don't, figuring out how to make them understand that. Yeah, I think uh I think you nailed that one on the head. Building those connections. I know some of the smartest people that I've, you know, really smart people that come across in my life, but they don't know how to build connections. Mm -hmm. So they always end up a little bit south of where they want their dreams to, you know, land just because of that connections piece. So really, you could get a well-rounded student that might get B's and they might be more successful because they know how to build those connections and those relationships. And I think that really goes true uh, in all facets of life. Yeah. Yep. And it's also, I'll just tie in with that. The kids in your class that you do make a connection with, they're always more successful across the board. I've never had a kid that I didn't personally connect with that didn't do well. It's just a mindset. It's just, they feel comfortable to ask for help. There's, I mean, it extends to a thousand other places. So that's, that's a, a huge, huge thing to try and build in your class. And I'm glad we got to mention it today. I think it also ties in with the other uh, answer you gave that I was going to ask about, which is letting your colleagues know that they're doing a great job. Guys and I are really fortunate. We have awesome admin that does this all the time. And that's pretty much what you said too, is tell them all the time. How do you, can you just sort of comment a little bit more on that? Maybe how you do it, types of things you say, what do you tell your teachers and your colleagues? Yeah. I mean, you know, I try my best to in the moment say it. So if I'm walking around the building and I see something, or if I walk in a class and I see something, I'll grab my phone and um, open up Outlook and dictate a message really quick. You know, no salutation, no ending, just, hey, great job, you know, connecting with that kid. I saw that question he had. I, I saw you where you move that student seat. I think that's gonna make a big difference. Obviously, I think any leader will tell you we wanna do that more, right? We wanna do that more. But when it comes to um, staff meetings, you know, any opportunity to recognize what others are doing, especially if you know their job it's kind of behind the scenes, right? Both of you know that, right? Working in ed tech, trying to coach teachers, you know, not everyone's going to know the work you're putting in. So, you know, I have to make sure I'm getting those stories out there. So uh, whether I'm telling them personally, personally shooting them a text or saying it out loud in a staff meeting, uh, now in a Zoom meeting, throwing up some slides and giving out some gift cards, whatever I can do to make sure my, my teachers understand that they're appreciated. Uh, it's worth the effort because they are. Yeah, that's a solid message. And I'm going to piggyback on both of you and just kind of give you a couple of examples of how our administration have done that. There was a point in time during the last school year where we had someone come in to speak and, and technology wasn't working the way that it should. So they called me up. They asked me if I had any ideas. Like I went down and I, uh, I set something up, very makeshift. Uh, I set something up for him. The next day, I, I got a post-it note with a lifesaver, stapled, taped to it with a little message. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. And that basically set the tone for the rest of my day right there and made me a better person, you know, in the short term for something that took them very little to do. But 
they did recognize that, you know, I did something positive. But I also do that in with uh, tech coaching, especially when we have teachers that are tech uncomfortable. That's my big word. We have tech comfortable, tech uncomfortable. So the teachers that are tech uncomfortable and have a little bit of faith in me as the tech coach to help them out and get them through a process and for them to see the value. I love taking what they do, sharing it with the administration so they could put it into their PowerPoint or at the next faculty meeting for me to, you know, just state, hey, we're doing an awesome job across the board in technology. Here's a couple of examples. So those are just a couple of ways that you can go about doing that. Yeah, no, and I was just gonna add that ties right back into what we were talking about with relationships, right? It's, it's not enough to care, right? You have to make sure everyone knows that you care. And um, you know, something like that little lifesaver card or um, anything like that would, would definitely help a teacher, you know, have it for that day, have that knowledge that their administration cares and they have their back. And we can expand that with technology, right? We could use things like Padlet to expand that. We could use things like Flipgrid to explain, expand that and make it um, visible to the entire school. Yeah, how about, I'll, I'll really circle this all back around to how we started the show and the and the name of the whole show, really. And that is, how big of a role does that play in mindset, right? Like, I, I know my mindset at work is always about innovating and trying new things. And I want to do it because I know if I, if I try, even if it fails, you know, I can go to my superiors and show them that failure and it's seen as a, as a good thing, right? And that's, that's, that's uh, so important to try and uh, build that and in that communication piece, building those relationships. Man, we're are we really tying this together in a nice knot here yeah. today, dude? Yeah. This is awesome. Um, well, let's wrap it up though with some ed tech. The first uh, response you gave, uh, your top three ed tech tools, I believe you said Padlet, Google Forms, and Nearpod. Yeah, I just say anything you want about them. Maybe what's your favorite one? How do you see your teachers using them effectively? What, what do you think about these? I mean, um, you know, starting with Padlet, I, I've talked about it a few times. I'm in love with that program. I, I mean, I just think, you know, the ability for asynchronous communication is so important when we're so busy and disconnected physically. Right? So if we can throw up a question and have others answer and comment and like or rank or order, I mean, it really just, it's, it's just exponential, our reach. Um, you know, every week in My Mindset Monday, I've, I've been adding a Padlet and giving a different prompt. And um, as you mentioned, this week's Mindset Monday, I took a different shift. I talked about, um, you know, the lack of teacher voice right now in these reopening conversations, because, you know, I could feel the weight of that as a principal. I can only imagine what a teacher is feeling as they turn on the news. So I shifted it and then I added a Padlet completely separate, just saying, what is one good thing that has happened to you this summer? What is one thing that br- that has brought you joy this summer? And if I, I go on there and, and I just had a staff meeting and I told the staff, go in and check it out if you haven't, because you can't read that and not walk away feeling good. And we're learning things about our colleagues and we're learning things about each other and we're able to connect. We miss that staff room uh, feel that we usually have. You know, it really just Padlet is an excellent way to, to expand and teachers can do it with students or with each other or even outside sports coaches could use it. Um, it really is powerful. Um, you know, Google Forms is it's just to me, it's like a heavyweight champion. It, it, you put it together, you put it out there and you get data, uh, you get nice pie charts, you get, you know, so much, so much information. And then you just you export it into a spreadsheet and you can manipulate it. It really is just so powerful to collect information. Right now, I'm using it to determine, you know, what are parents feelings about returning to school? How, what are teachers feelings about returning? What are people comfortable doing? And I can just get all of this data together. Um, it takes a few minutes for everyone to complete it. 
but it just gives so much information all at once. So, Anthony, you give you've given us a wealth of knowledge today. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, this is probably the best like big circled episode of connectedness that we've ever had on Got Tech the podcast, which is awesome. pretty awesome to see full circle. We want to thank you for being here. Are there any social media platforms that you want to share? Uh, your handle or websites or anything like that so the listeners can start fi- following your Mindful Monday um, or anything like that. Yeah, for me, it's, Twitter is where it's at. I'm on Twitter um, all the time. That All the time, that's where I put everything. Uh, so it'll be at Principal Turk. I just recently changed it and, you know, I, I just love it. I, I think Twitter's tw- Twitter's the best thing. So if you want to connect with me, that that will be the place. And I, I love connecting with others through there. All right. So we, we, we just want to say again, thank you for your service. We also want to wish you a happy birthday because we know that's coming up here shortly. <laughs> yep, thank not- you how old you are or anything like that but you look younger than me so i'm not gonna even say anything along those lines and uh to our audience out there make sure that you're giving anthony a follow and also uh make sure that you're coming out on twitter uh if follow anthony follow me at guys got tech nick at nick got tech or the podcast that we got tech as you can see from the banner going across the bottom if you're watching us on youtube uh, we do have an edu mentor chat every wednesday night at 8 30 eastern daytime uh and you can follow us there so once again thanks a lot for listening this is got tech the podcast and we are signing off Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.